Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about women in production with the help of special guest Kendall Lenton Cooney of the Lenton Company in Palmdale, California. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hi, I'm Tim Fowler and welcome to the Tim Fowler Show. For as long as I've been in the business of remodeling, it has been a male-dominated world. Uh, I do remember years ago as a carpenter uh, in the field, my production manager sent a woman out to work with me on the job site. Just felt a little different. I don't know why, but uh, there weren't very many women in the field or in construction at that point in time. But it's starting to change, and I'm seeing it uh, within Remodeler's Advantage for sure. I'm seeing production managers and project managers uh, that are... Uh, doing a great job. I participated in a NARI Education Day uh, in April of 2018 and met two or three women there that were project managers for remodeling companies in the Washington, D.C. area. So change is coming. Uh, it's slow, but it's happening. Now, as Kendall and I were talking uh, about this, kind of getting ready for this podcast, I realized really how out of touch I am. I, I, there are just so much going on around me that I'm totally unaware of. And I'm so excited about not only me getting brought back up to speed, but uh, just making it uh, a little more accessible to everybody uh, out there. Uh, like many males uh, in this industry, I see things primarily from a, a man's point of view. And uh, sometimes that's hard to change but I'm really excited about being part of it. A couple of big reasons. Number one, it's the right thing to do, right? Uh, it's just the right thing for us to be uh, really working to bring anybody into this business that wants to be in it. Secondly, we keep complaining about the workforce and not having enough people, and we've essentially ignored 50% of the, of the workforce. So it's really exciting for me to be able to share this topic with everybody today. Yeah, Tim, you just said it. I think we oftentimes talk about the labor shortage and think about one direction of person or people, and I think it involves so many different people, um, and it's important to get everyone involved in helping to solve this problem. It's really big, and, and what's exciting, too, is some of the big uh, companies like Home Depot and some of the others are really seeing this need as well to, I don't know if you want to call it marketing, but to really make an emphasis to speak to women about what a great career you can have. I mean, yeah. I did some work years ago and looked up all the different jobs that you could have in the state of Connecticut, and more than half of them made less than a good qualified lead carpenter project foreman. So it's just, it's incredible the career that's out there the possibilities, but you know what? We've limited it for too many years. Well, on that note, Tim, I'm excited to welcome Kendall Lenton Cooning. In her current role as production manager for Lenton Company, Kendall prides herself on paying attention to detail. 
I like making sure all the parts and pieces fall into place so that the job runs smoothly. She technically began her work with Lenton Company doing occasional office work back in high school, which is fitting considering her father, Robert, is the company president. After cutting her teeth at Lenton Company, Kendall went on to work in the Information Technology Department at Southern Oregon University and was a receptionist at an insurance company. Working for the family business was not part of her life plan, but when she returned to the Antelope Valley in 2010, she realized it was the perfect job she never thought she wanted. Joining the Lenton Company made Kendall the third generation of Lenton to work for the company. Welcome to the show, Kendall. Thank you. Hey, Kendall. It is so exciting to have this topic on here. And like you and I have talked about, um, it's a little scary for me because, you know, so many times you can just say the wrong thing and people get the wrong idea. But I I do want you to know I'm so excited about it. So let's just kind of jump right into what are some of the barriers that you see, you understand, maybe you've experienced with uh, women getting into remodeling and, and construction in general? I think you already touched on this a little bit and that it's just still largely seen as being a man's world and that there are so many men and that there just aren't women out there very visibly. Um, Some of the other barriers are just some of the skills and training that trade schools aren't always seen as a valid thing to do after high school, (laughs) Um, especially going into construction for women, but I mean, just kind of overall as well. and it's hard to get some of those skills and that a lot of times people are looking for the skills already there instead of being willing to train someone up. Yeah, that's a that's a huge thing that I've been fussing at business owners all over the place is they have to be willing to train. But I've got I've to think too that at least in part, uh, the media and or media outlets have made it, have not helped us at all with this. They haven't really shown us that many women in construction, in skills uh, for, for young girls or even women that are older to really get a sense that this is possible for them. Yeah, and a lot of, we all watch HDTV a lot and DIY Network, and a lot of the people doing the hands-on work are men, but I can see that changing some. The show Good Bones is an excellent example of that, where it's a mother and daughter team, and They're actually there with their tool belts on, knocking things down, building things back up. So that especially women who are younger can see that this is something that I can do as a woman. And I think shows like that are amazing. Um, And I think a big change, too, is we're talking about it. We're sitting here today on this podcast. Owners of companies are talking about it. And I think just having the discussion is a huge part of it as the shortage in labor gets worse that we know less and less people are going into trade schools with yeah, so a place to look for more labor force too. So I just want to mention uh, Kayleen McCabe. You, you shared her website with me. Uh, absolutely amazing, uh, good stuff that she's doing. Uh, reaching out to women, girls, uh, and, and spreading the word that women can be a very viable part of this workforce. And then, of course, there's shows like uh, good bones, and where you can actually see women doing these kinds of things right there on TV. Yeah, I had the opportunity to see Kayleen McCabe in person as a speaker um, at the Women in Residential Construction Conference a couple years ago. And the work she's doing uh, to 
get women into construction, going out even into elementary schools to get them thinking about it from that early and work she's doing with Skills USA all over the world um, is just amazing. And putting a woman out there in the forefront saying that women can do this and should look into it. So some of us old guys, I've already kind of put myself in that, that category a couple of times. We might be sitting back going like, okay, you want a job? Just apply. Let's see what happens. Right. And so we kind of like, yeah, you want to be equal to the guys, you know, we'll put an ad out, apply. Da, 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 da. So we know that that doesn't, doesn't do the job. And so what can industry, what can companies do to support women coming into this business or into their business? I mean, what can they um, aggressively do, if you will? I mean, assertively do so that it's not just like, hey, come to me and I'll, I'll see what happens, but really making it appealing for women to come into this business. I think making sure that there's the training saying, you know, apply and we'll make sure that we have the support for you. Make sure that we have the safety equipment, the tools that will pair you up with someone that knows what they're doing to teach you and not, we're just going to throw you on a job site and you have to figure it out. Um, I think that kind of goes with anyone that maybe doesn't have all the training, but especially for women, making sure they know they're going to have that support is really important. Yeah, this was something you mentioned to me when we were talking the other day was just, and it, again, me coming in from a man's world, never even thought about it, but tools and equipment. I mean, they've got to be all set up for either the strength abilities of a man or uh, the body shape of a man. And so it just, it there has to be a whole revolution in the equipment industry, it would feel like. Uh, to make this really work well for women. And you are, especially in Home Depot, seeing more compact tools, easier to use, which not only helps women, but helps guys too. If we can get lighter equipment that's easier to use, it's going to help everyone in the long run. Yeah, I think that's right. And I, I, and I think one of, the, one of the big things that we're seeing too is that tasks that even us guys would just kind of you know, jump on that beam and, and lift it into place, uh, we're starting to be more concerned about safety anyway. And so I think that will, that will help as well. It's gotta be the case that there's still some, I don't know, sexism out there about this. And so what might be some things that like, if I was a business owner and I wanted to bring women into my business, uh, what would be some things that maybe would tell me that there is sexism where I might not see it otherwise. What might be some signs that would alert me to the fact that maybe my crew is a little bit sexist or maybe my management staff is a little bit sexist because again, me being the guy, I'm probably just thinking, you know what, this is just normal. Yeah. And it, shouldn't be normal. And I think there's that perception that it is, you know, the cat calling on the job sites, you know, all of those things. And I've been very thankful that uh, I have been very supportive in um, my becoming the production manager. It was not always my role. I started out in marketing, then did some project coordination, then moved up into the production manager role. And I always knew that I had the support of my dad, Rob, the owner, um, that if there was ever any problems that I could come to him and say, Hey, this is what's happening. And that we either wouldn't be working with that sub anymore. 
or that something would happen. And I don't think that's always the case. You hear of women having to feel like they have to prove themselves or outprove themselves and work even harder than the guys are. Um, and just not always feeling comfortable to come to the owners and say, hey, this is happening and this isn't okay. And just making sure that there is that space that you don't feel that you have to just put up with it, that you can say, no, this isn't okay on the job site. And that, you know, someone will be there to support you in that decision. Yeah, it seems like uh, there might be a tendency for some of the guys, like if they have a problem or a question on a job site, they might go around the woman production manager and go talk to the boss and sort of under, again, under the guise of, well, he's the owner, we'll you know talk to him, as opposed to following that really well-defined uh, company structure that we're, we're supposed to have. And I think having that defined company structure helps with that, because if you notice that you have people out the field always coming to the owner instead of coming to the production manager, whoever they're supposed to be reporting to, project manager, production, that that's maybe a time that everyone needs to sit down and why are you coming to me? This is the person, they know what they're doing and you should be going to them instead. So Kendall, yeah. one thing that was one of the uh, biggest barriers is that there's so much pressure for uh, both men and women to go get a four-year degree at a high school. So, um, you know, we battled that with both men and women, but when you were growing up and now, you know, you, your father owns the Linton company, but um, do you think this is something you would have gone into otherwise? Is this something you've always had a passion for? It is not something I've always had a passion for. Um, it was never my plan to come back and work. Um, I did go off to go to college and ended up leaving after two years. Um, decided I didn't know what I wanted to do and came back home with a two-year commitment to work for my dad. And eight years later, I'm still there um, and still have not finished a four-year degree, partly because I'm still not 100% sure of what I want to do, but also in the field I'm in, I don't necessarily need a four-year degree. And I've taken the opportunity to do some other schooling. I recently got a NARI certification and have just been furthering my education that way and not necessarily in a traditional four-year degree. So what about the pay gap uh, for industry? I know typically women don't make as much as men do in most professions. And so I know you've done a little bit of research on this kind of thing. So share with us a little bit about what you know in terms of the pay gap uh, within this industry. Yeah, thanks for asking about that because I find it really interesting. And this data is actually from the National Association of Women in Construction. It's something that they compiled. And this is based off of data from 2016. They haven't done a newer one yet. But on average, a woman normally makes about 81 cents for every dollar that a man makes. However, in the construction fields, it is about 95 to 96 cents for every dollar a man makes, which is a huge difference. It's exactly. almost equal. And yet they estimate there's just over 10 million people in construction and women in construction don't even hit the million mark. Hmm. So we're at less than 9% of the construction workforce as of 2016. 
Okay, so actually, this could be a great way for someone to make a great living and and have a career that really uh, does pay pretty well. Yeah, it can be a great career. And there's many different areas that you can have a job in construction. There's the hands-on, there's, you know, more of the coordination jobs, there's running the whole production department. So even if someone's not interested in swinging a hammer every day, there are so many different roles that you can be a part of. So let's address a little bit the uh, fact that you're a production manager you don't have extensive field experience. And so how do you get the respect of, number one, mostly an all-male crew, and then a bunch of guys that have been out in the field for, you know, maybe five, six, eight years, 10 years, something like that. So how do you conquer some of that, uh, I don't know, distrust or that, need for them to respect you as a manager? Now, I've actually am working with subs that have been working with the company since my grandfather started it almost 30 okay. years ago. So we have okay. some people that have been out there a really long time. Okay. And, uh, the main thing is I ask questions and okay. they seem to really respect that. If, you know, they're asking me, do we want to do it this way or that way? And I say, well, what's the advantages of either way? And which way do we go forward? And that's of my field people. That's of the subs. Sometimes I'm out there waiting for inspectors too. And if there's an inspector that says, oh, this needs to be corrected. And it's, can you walk me through what needs to be changed? So I know next time that I can let my guys know. And I feel like that's gotten a lot of respect actually of just being willing to say, I don't know exactly what needs to happen here but what are our options and let's talk through how to get through this. So you you don't have to know everything. You just have to be able to learn and be willing to uh, put yourself out there a little bit. I had a similar experience years ago. I'd done remodeling my whole career and I got into building some custom homes and we started using all subs for the whole process. And I had to ask a lot of questions about, how do I manage subcontractors on job sites? And I got their feedback and it went really, really well. So it's, a, it's true across the board. What other kinds of things uh, would you recommend? You've already mentioned going out after some certifications, things like that. What are some other things that women might be able to do? Men too, but we're focusing on women here that, that would help not only get them prepared for a job in this business and or make them better at a job in this business? Yeah, like I said, asking questions is a great thing. Um, NARI has, and other organizations have some great certifications. And even before I got my certification, I was going through and looking at what books do they recommend you read for this particular certification. And there's just some great books out there and resources that you can read, even looking to see if it's something that you think you might wanna do. You know, how do you manage a project? What is the life cycle of a project? And also, you know, resources like Remodeler's Advantage. I've learned so much from being in the Remodeler's Advantage production managers group. Just having that resource to be able to ask questions. Hey, I'm dealing with this. How would you guys recommend, you know, taking care of it? Or what are some other ideas I might not be thinking of too? 
Yeah, I'm really proud of the fact that we have four women in our production manager groups. I have to do the math later to see what the percentage is based on the national averages, but I think that works out, out really well. What are, um, talk about, I know there's a conference every year. I know uh, you, you went to the, the conference. What, what is that conference and about what time of year is it in case any women that are listening to this or business owners that would like to send part of their team to that conference? What's, what's that conference and, and what's it about? Uh, so that's the Women in Residential Construction Conference, and that is actually put on by Professional Builder and Pro Remodeler Magazine in association with NARI. And it is in September in Scottsdale, Arizona. And it's just a great time to go. And it's not just people in production, it's designers, it's business owners, all the way to people who are managing track houses and getting those built. So there's such a huge diversity of who are there. It's gonna be their fourth year, I believe this year, and it's grown every single year. They've had to get a larger and larger venue every year for it. So it's great to see that this is something that's there to support people and connect with other women around the country. About how many women were there last year? Do you know? I think there were uh, about 100 to 125, I think, last year. Wonderful. That's started fantastic. at 75, I think, the first year, or 50 to 75 the first year. So, Very good. So what other, any last minute little nuggets of uh, wisdom that you could give either to a business, let's start with the business owner that uh, wants to attract women to their business and then migrate from there to any women that might be hearing this that, that might be interested in getting into this business. So I think as an owner, just make sure that, especially once you hire a woman, that they know that they're supported and that you're willing to do the training and to be there to back them up when they need it. And just make sure, not only for women, but anyone who might be coming in with a little bit of less experience, especially hands-on, that they have the resources that they need to get up to speed and feel like they are able to manage what they're supposed to manage. Also, there's a lot of great organizations out there. Uh, I know that Professional Home Builders has their Council of Women and there is the National Association of Women in Construction. NARI, which is the National Association of the Remodeling Industry, has a lot of certifications. Let them, let everyone know that these things are things that are available to them. And for people who are looking to get into it, you know, also look into these organizations too. They're great support. Um, also, there's different trade schools that are a great resource and I know, especially up in Oregon, there's one that is just for women. That wow. That's all that they, yeah. So um, the Oregon Trade Women School up there. But, you know, look into trade schools. They're popping up all over. And I'm sure many of them would even be willing to have someone come in and say, hey, this is what I think I want to do. But I have some questions. So, you know, reach out and see. But it can be a great career if you're just willing to take the leap into it. Yeah, it strikes me that we have to be a little more assertive. Uh, you mentioned uh, the speaker that would go to the elementary schools. And I know I've done some trade days when my kids were in elementary school. But, you know, thinking about it in terms of really reaching out to the, the girls as well as the boys and letting them have that experience as well, I think is huge. I think what I would say to any business owners is don't be afraid. 
you know, uh, get out there and really uh, be assertive uh, in terms of looking for people that will help your business. And many, many of those will be will be women. Yeah, Tim, I think the owner takes a lot of needs to take the onus of making the environment uh, of their company as welcoming to everyone. No matter what. So, Kendall, I really appreciate your time today. Uh, We'd love talking to you and hope to uh, have you back on the show sometime soon. Thank you very much. Well, Tim, that was awesome. I really enjoyed having Kendall on the show. And uh, I think this is a subject that, you know, we'll have to continue on with this and keep talking about it. It's very important. I uh, sent an email off the other day to Kaylee to see about um, Kayleen about maybe getting uh, some either do a seminar for us or uh, at least to be able to talk with her. I think she'd be a great guest to have on at some point as well. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, when again, when we look at the issue of labor shortage, I mean, the jobs are going to be there. So let's get it filled with uh, every type of person. And, uh, you know, it needs to be known early on, like you said, in elementary school, that these positions are open to everybody. One of the things that I picked up on too, and I've I've tried to get this across to business owners as a general rule, but we think almost entirely of high school kids in terms of getting into yep. our business. And uh, Kendall had been at college for two years, still wasn't really sure what she wanted to do. And you just got to imagine there's a lot of other people like that out there. Yeah. And if we start thinking more about that college level person, that want that might want to get into a really good industry that will pay well for very little outlay of cash and then really look to uh attracting women yeah uh, i think that's a that's a gold mine that this industry hasn't really tapped in terms of smart people these are people that got into college they're smart yeah they know how to think they know how to how to make good decisions so it's a Great. it's a it's a gold mine for us Well, once again, we would like to thank Kendall Linton Cooney for joining us on the show today. And thank you for listening to The Tim Fowler Show. And remember, we're helping the bottom line through production training. This has been another episode of The Tim Fowler Show. Want to hire Tim and fast track your growth? Visit remodelersadvantage.com slash consulting to learn more. And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.